right, everybody. Welcome back yet again to Best Behavior Creative Club, an original design sensory podcast production. I'm your host, Chris McAdoo. I'm Brad Carpenter. There he is, doing the things that Brad Carpenters do. We are live at the Tennessee Conference on Tourism and Hospitality. Hospitality. Here in Nashville, Tennessee, live, and we are blessed and honored to be talking with Lee Curtis from the Tennessee State Museum. Um, So Lee, if you don't mind to kind of introduce yourself and tell the good people out there what you do. Great. Um, Hello, everyone. I am Lee Curtis. I'm with the Tennessee State Museum. I've been in government for eons, started my career uh, with the governor's office, and then went to the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development, where I really got, you know, a good training and education and industry knowledge of the travel and tourism industry and what it means and what the economic impact can mean, as we have heard over and over at this governor's conference on tourism and how across the state of Tennessee and all 95 counties, no matter how large or how small you are, everyone has something to offer and whether it's your history your heritage your culture your food whatever it is someone wants to come see it what our job at the governor's conference on tourism and in this industry is how do we get that across you know uh, companies like design sensory and many others here are the experts at helping this industry do just that so we're delighted to be here and help learn that you know what we can do At the State Museum, it's almost like getting a sampling of the whole state in one amazing building. Located here in downtown Nashville, we just recently moved to an amazing location at the foot of Capitol Hill over on Rosa Parks Boulevard, right by the Farmer's Market and the Tennessee Bicentennial Mall State Park, the, uh, the only urban state park. Uh, that is in Nashville across the whole state, uh, over by the Sound Stadium, and over by the upcoming Tennessee State Library and Archives building that will be open next year. So that campus is going to be full of the State Museum, Library and Archives, Bicentennial Mall State Park, Farmer's Market, Sounds Game, more and more people, as well as historic Jefferson Street. What an awesome location. That's amazing. So when you think about everything down there, you know, so many things are gravitating. Uh, The State Museum is somewhere where you can come and walk through the time tunnel of Tennessee, you know, starting with the prehistoric times of Tennessee. Well, tell me a little bit about that tunnel, that timeline of Tennessee and what the State Museum has featured, you know, what's going on right now. Great, Well, with the older museum, and of course, when I was at the Department of Tourism, we would always bring guests and groups over to the State Museum. But when you're limited with size and space, You know, there is only so much you can do. With this new museum, we're able to create kind of that time tunnel where you can start with Tennessee's history and walking through, you know, the Trail of Tears, mm-hmm. there are Indians, the wars, the revolutionary, the Civil War. Tennessee, you know, transforms the 1920s. Well, Tennessee transforms does come a little bit later, something we've never been able to feature, but you get to come through all of those timelines in Tennessee history. Stay in each area for a little bit and learn, watch videos, and as you move through each area, you get a better understanding of how we came to be and the many, many people in Tennesseans and others outside that came in and helped us shape our great state and this history. 
I've had many, many people at the museum that said we thought it would take us an hour, two hours, and they've come back for several Saturdays in a row just to say we're going to take this Saturday and focus on these two sections. So it's really neat the way it talks about our permanent exhibits going through that history of Tennessee, and then we have rotating exhibits that will rotate different facets and areas in Tennessee history that we know many of the visitors want to see. Just recently, we had the quilt exhibit, Mm -hmm. which focused on the many, many quilts and the stories across the state. And along with the state historian and the museum staff, we visited many, many places across the state, you know, that had quilts, quilt exhibits, the stories, and let them know that they were going to be a part of this as we had a sampling across. But it's not just a quilt. Do you know that in the war, many of the women would hang certain design quilts on the barns to alert the Confederate soldiers that the Unionists were ahead. Certain patterns meant certain warning signs, you know, uh, but there are certain quilts that resembled, you know, uh, different areas and they sent messages through them. But they were also the stories of the culture and the women that sewed them and how they Mm -hmm. would keep the soldiers warm. And that became more and more during the war that more and more quilts needed to be sewn. But more importantly, you know, used for messages. It's not like having cell phones now to give out those warnings. (laughs) But it's really great because so many of these quilts document and, you know, really witness Tennessee's history in the women in these stories. Right now, we have a Let's Eat exhibit. Now, who would think that a state museum would ever come up with a culinary exhibit? Because Tennessee (laughs) is also known for its culinary treats across the state, from the stack cake in East Tennessee to barbecue across the state to the many, many festivals. So the Let's Eat exhibit runs now through February of 2020. You're able to come in and really get that history of the beaten biscuit or, you know, the many, many things across our state and the South that Tennessee is known for and how people gravitate with food. Food is many of the reasons that we get together and it brings people together. Or in some instances, it separated them, the slaves and the women that had to cook the food for the families. So, but all of these stories have come together to kind of intertwine with that fabric of what we want to tell. Well, how important is it to you that they understand that thread of history? Right, you're talking about being a witness to history from the quilts to the food to the people that are from here. Like how important is it that we kind of understand where we're from? We think it's very important, not only as a Tennessean, if you are from here, but as our visitor. Uh, We care very much that a visitor than anyone that walks into the museum fully understands what that means and the rich heritage of Tennessee. We hope that it will educate and make our visitors, and especially those that live in Tennessee, feel a little more proud of their heritage and where they were from. And we've all heard that saying so many times, you can't move ahead or move forward till you know where you've been. You really need to have a full understanding of where you've been before you can move forward. So what the museum does is brings everyone to today. Uh It lets us know who we were and who those important people in our past were and how they made it possible for us to be here today and how they shaped our history. So it's really important whether you are from Nashville, from Mountain City, from Memphis, or from one of our neighboring states, or as we say, many of our international visitors, which we have so many, they come here really wanting to understand what it's like to be from the South and to be in Tennessee and discover some of their roots. 
Wow. So understanding where the story came from and understanding where you fit in right now, right? Right. You read the chapters before to write your own. Right. I, I absolutely love how you're talking about the vast variety of things and people that have contributed to culture. Yes. Right? Yes. And how many, okay, so for the museum, how many visitors do you guys have a year? Well, I don't have that exact number in front of me, but I can tell you since we have moved to the new location, yeah. you know, we have, you know, almost tripled our visitation numbers. Wow. We love hosting school groups okay. and homeschoolers, mm -hmm. that's important, but we have had many more international visitors, more locals, more people from the area uh, that are so excited that can walk over, but we're having them come from all over. Our visitation has really, really increased. We've only been open not quite a year at the new location. Yeah. So we're still gathering all that data. But most importantly, we want everyone to know that we are not just the Tennessee State Museum in Nashville. We are the Tennessee State Museum that represents every county across the state. So no matter what you see in the museum, we want you to know that there is somewhere where you can go and see that. So it's a great place to be able to come and feel like you have had a sampling of the entire state, not just what is happening here. I love it. What are one of your favorite experiences or favorite little pieces of history about the State Museum, a visitor's experience, you know, a new thing that happened over the past several years? Well, there are several things that come to mind, but right now with the upcoming 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment of mm -hmm. the woman's suffrage right. that gave women the right to vote, Right now, our exhibit, and we will be enhancing and having a separate woman suffrage exhibit coming up starting in, you know, in March of 2020, we'll be commemorating and celebrating that anniversary, August of 2020. We've already had the kickoff for the state. Many events have happened in Nashville and are happening across the state, but Tennessee made the difference. Some people have heard of the Perfect 36, and they didn't know what that meant. Well, at the Tennessee State Museum, you can come in and learn about what happened and how it happened in Tennessee and not only in Tennessee when I think they were looking at the South saying oh don't look at Tennessee we won't get that vote right. well, uh. we did get Tennessee did pass it but let's even peel the onion a little lower and this is where the museum comes in you can learn about Harry Byrne who was the youngest legislator in the state legislature at the time in 1920 from Nyota Tennessee and he I had only been serving in his first term. The representative that he filled in for that sat in this legislative seat before him was Representative Candler, and he was highly opposed to the woman's vote. And he felt like he needed to wear the red rose to say that I am opposed to this amendment and passing it. But it, deep down in his heart, as we learned from a CBS interview with Walter Conkright that we've just recently viewed, he said, I always felt like I knew I was for this, but he felt torn until he got a letter from his mother and it was delivered to the hotel when he was staying in Nashville the two days before the vote was to happen, but he was not at the hotel at the time. So the hotel clerk delivered it to the state capitol and he read the letter that morning and it was from his mother. And he talks about how it gave an update on friends and family, but she started out with hurrah for suffrage and do the right thing. 
These are in her own words. Her name was Feb Byrne. And then she refers to Mrs. Chapman's rats. Well, Carrie Chapman Cat was the national organizer that had come to Nashville, Tennessee for that vote. And for the ratification, she even made a joke in her letter about, do you think Miss Cat put the rat in ratification? (laughs) You know, joking around, but he knew when he folded up that letter and put it back in his jacket pocket, he knew that he had to do the right thing. And his one vote put us over on the side. And when the Speaker of the House called the roll, there were many gasps when Harry Byrne voted aye and Tennessee became that 36th state that the union needed for women to vote. I want to like jump up in my chair right now. That was that a great story. Now, do you feel differently about the 19th Amendment Absolutely. sitting here in Nashville, Tennessee, just a few <laughs> feet away from where this happened? That is amazing. <laughs> It is wonderful to hear those stories, and especially from our state, but it is really neat to hear the little details that in this case led someone to be on the right side of history. Yes, right. yes. It's all, the bottom line is always listen to your mother. <laughs> Are my sons listening? I hope so. <laughs> good advice. But it's good advice. But that's what you're going to learn at the Tennessee State Museum. You know, the story behind the story, you know, what really happened. And you're going to learn about the people. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's so important. The dates, we can all go over dates. And, you know, here's the timeline of history. But in the State Museum, you get to learn about those Tennessee stories. You know, there are three stars on our flag representing the three grand divisions of Tennessee. And each of those stars represent the regions. And in our State Museum, you're going to learn about the many, many stories through our timeline and through the history of Tennessee. And we are going to keep rotating and changing in our rotating exhibits to bring you what's latest and what is the upcoming anniversaries that we're commemorating. And right now with the suffrage coming up, Quilt, Let's Eat, the culinary. We're talking about the many festivals. Uh, We've talked about, for instance, the Banana Pudding Festival. So you want to be a judge. One of the many, many festivals across the state that we celebrate food and festivities and what that food means to us. That is incredible. And I'm going to ask our last question. Why does the story behind the story matter so much to you? Because, one, I'm a Tennessean. I was born here in Nashville. I'm proud of our rich history, and it makes me prouder to know. And I think we are all curious. We all want to learn. But I think if we can take a look at what they did before us, you know, what our forefathers, our ancestors, what our ancestors, like I imagine as I go through the suffrage exhibit that my grandmother, who was living on Eastland Avenue at the time in East Nashville, did she participate in a parade? I want to know. You know, was she part of that vote? She probably was, you know, or encouraged it. But it helps us to know who we are. And I think why it's important to me, it it helps me to know who I am. And we hope that everyone that walks through that building and that it is from Tennessee and that is not, and if they are not from Tennessee and they're living here now, they feel like we're here now. We want to know what made us so special. And you can walk away being more educated and feeling a little bit prouder as being a Tennessean. Lee Curtis, thank you so much. The story behind the stories of Tennessee. And 
those little details that really make history, <laughs> that really lead us to where we are today. Where can everybody learn more about the Tennessee State Museum? Well, that's exactly right. I wanted to make sure we you get our website. Please visit us at www.tnmuseum.org. And again, that's www.tnmuseum.org. And you'll see so many things you know, from getting you there, our latest exhibits, our permanent exhibits, and how you can help us support your history. I love it. Thank you so much, Lee Curtis, the Tennessee State Museum, the stories behind the stories. And this has been the story of Best Behavior Creative Club.